This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in term supply. See mcdonalds.com. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the six minutes of injury time. Injury time. Injury time. Look out takes. Almunia saves. Look out follows in. Almunia saves again. And now one minute on the counter attack. Forestieri. Let's go to uh, let's go to Louis, who's been uh, who's been waiting for us uh, for a little while. So hit your uh, hit your mic button. You know the drill. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? I mean, tonight? overall, pretty gutted, obviously. And I just it just seems like a same old Watford performance. I just so I, I, I went and watched the game with my dad. Now he's been quite poorly, so I thought, you know what, I'll go and I'll go and watch it with him. And I did. We both said we've got a feeling tonight, and I thought. Maybe, maybe we'll see Watford win. We got to half time. We were like, you know, this is going well. I really like the, the sort of high pressure, the high line we did. But Burnley played good football. Yeah. I mean, they, I think, quite apart from Murich, was obviously a bit of a disaster at the back. You can see quite clearly like the remnants of some sort of philosophy that company has. You know, it's quite clearly a, a high intensity pass around, play, play sort of quite good football. And we, and I think Bilic saw that and he, I think before the game, we obviously had a plan and it was to sort of high press Burnley and it did work. And it got to half time. We were at a goal lead. And I said to my dad, we, we, we both said it and we said, we've got to keep that up. You can't do what Watford always do, which is come out, sort of sit back and not quite be as intense because Burnley will score. And it got to the 85th minute and I thought, okay, we've, we've sort of adjusted how we're working. And then suddenly brings Capacelli on. Now I'm, personally one of those people I've never understood taking off on attack and poking on defender especially when you've been keeping a clean sheet mm. it's clearly been working for 85 minutes so just keep it that way and as soon as Cavaselli comes in you might get a centre-back that thinks oh now they've got one more defender maybe I can give that player a bit more room I just subconsciously I always think it it can't be right and it, all it's going to do is give the opposition a bit more time probably around the defence to get a ball in I've just I've never been comfortable with it and I know there's been probably multiple occasions where bringing on defender has been a really good substitution but then you have this horror show like tonight, and it's well, I say horror show because I thought we played really well for eighty-five minutes, but horror show at the end where mm-hmm. I like Cabaselli. I always have. I think he's a good guy. He means well, but 
that's just going to take the bloke absolutely no confidence. And he's getting absolutely slaughtered by Watford at the moment. He's getting slaughtered by Watford fans, Watford Twitter. I feel quite sorry for the bloke because I just thought, especially like Wesley Hurt. I, lo- I love the um, Hurt. That's definitely not how you pronounce it, by the way. But, you know, you know the guy I mean. Um, the left set back. Oh, yeah, know. absolutely. I just loved his battle with Ashley Barnes. I don't know why I said battle in quite an aggressive way there, but I just really enjoyed... I remember the Millwall home game on Boxing Day, also away game as well. I remember Rotherham home as well quite recently, where especially the Millwall home and away games, we got absolutely shit housed. We got absolutely we got bullied. 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 I feel absolutely. like Burnley tried to do that. You know, the, the sort of best championship team ever, Burnley, so and so. And I, I didn't. I thought they were a good team, but not. Ever you know, give me a rest? They're not. They're not best championship team, whatever. Because they quite clearly came out with a plan second half to let's try and wind up the Watford centre backs, you know, because they're new, probably new to the league, and thought. Let's try and get on the skin. They've got Ashley Barnes, the best shouser in the league. And I thought Wesley Hurt really stood up to it. And it gave me a bit of a we've got a we've got like a bit of personality back. And I just it would have been so easy if that was Cathcart and Trista Gong. That's maybe harsh on Cathcart, but certainly defenders of recent times, maybe Cabaselli. We would have got shit housed. And I think we would have reacted to that. And that would just would have created a bit of tension. But I just I look at Portius, I think Portius just is a bit of a Rolls Royce defender, it seems. I think he's just so calm on the ball. Let's see if it lasts. Um, yes, he's not also kept a clean sheet yet, but it's only been three games. Love the look of him, though. And he's clearly got a bit of bite about him. He's clearly got a bit of sort of future captain vibes, I'm getting. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I, and I can also just say, Jao Pedro's captain, exceptional. Okay, maybe maybe in the real world, Jao Pedro shouldn't be captain of Watford, but for the certain this Watford squad, I think there's no better captain at the moment than Jao Pedro. Sets an example when he has the ball. He's got a spark. He's also, I don't know, you know, they have the close-up shots on on TV. He's always the one sort of shouting if the ball goes out for throwing. He's saying, you know, get in. I mean, there was one occasion where he was like, get in space, create space. No one was moving. He just clearly has something about him. And then, and then there's his male Asar. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't get the guy. I, I really don't. I don't know what's happened to him. It, it was interesting. Sorry, it was, I was just going to say, because Dean from Sydney, who was just on a minute ago, and he said about, you know, He's just seeing him in the flesh. And that moment at the beginning of the second half on Saturday against Blackburn, where he went steaming down the left wing and he just nipped the ball just before the defender got it. Not once, but twice. He's capable of that. And yet he gets the ball and turns back every single time. So frustrating. So frustrating. Sorry. Go on. So so carry on. Finish. Yeah, I just, just, he just confuses me. I had one tonight in the second half where he was, he sort of had the ball on the right. I think the ball somehow got past their back line and he was, he was through and goal. And I just remember thinking, he's, he, we've got the fastest player on the pitch, probably apart from maybe Teller or something. But you know what I mean? He's, he's probably one of the fastest players. He's certainly quicker than probably the Burnley defenders. And I'm thinking, how have you not yeah. managed to run in on goal and create a one-on-one opportunity? And then he stops, which I, I, I just, I don't understand. Martins, I could understand if he stops, he's not got the pace, but it's just so frustrating. And if Saar's not going to be that kind of player for us, I don't really understand what the point of him have, like having him is. He just looks disinterested. And he's so short on confidence. It's... It's I, really I agree with you completely. Um, he is. A- I don't really know what we're supposed to do with him because he's just not. He's just not the player he was, which is really hard to. Uh, agree. I agree. I agree. He's got all the hallmarks at the moment of an yeah, Isaac exactly. success. Somebody who, somebody who we hope to, uh, you know, to bring in and hope to spark and hope to maybe, who knows, be one of those ones who goes on for forty or fifty million and then ends up moving yeah. to Udinese. We shall see. We shall see. Louis, last question, sir. Then I've got to move through people because we've still got people waiting just to to make their points about this evening as well. But great call as always. Who are you going to give the, um, man of the match to? I'll probably get to Hamza Chowdhury. Sorry, I've just been. This is really. You won't believe what's happened. I'm sat in the car. Some blokes, I've, and I've had the uh-huh. car locked. I've parked outside. Some blokes just walked to my car and tried to get in, but I've thankfully locked the car. Sorry, so I, was, I was a bit frightened. 
And they're really bizarre. Oh. I don't know what's just happened. He's now has he gone? Off. Has he moved going, off? Sorry, is he... And I'm a bit like, good. Okay. He definitely tried to just get my job. It's really weird. Sorry, this is really bizarre. <laughs> but yeah, Hamza Chowdhury. <laughs> Hamza really Chowdhury, weird. Hamza Chowdhury, and definitely not, definitely not the tool who tried to just get into that the government. Really sir, weird. You, 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 you start off and drive off or go inside and get safe, sir. Yeah, well well done, sir. Excellent call as always, as always. Right, we go to Katie. We go to finish off our... Uh, our number of Leicester callers, because of course we had uh, we had Alan earlier on, and and uh, Casey's at uh, Leicester University. Katie, what do you think tonight? It was the first game I've actually watched, like because it was on TV. It was the first game I've actually watched properly, where I'm like, I watched the whole game because uh-huh. I've just been so busy recently, I haven't actually like had time to sit down and watch it. But it was on Sky, so I was like, oh, I'll, you know, I'll look at it. And I actually thought we played well, like considering the situation we're in and. Burnley, you know, they're a great side. Like, I thought we played well. Obviously, it wasn't brilliant and we didn't probably deserve the win. But for the, at least 80 minutes, I thought we were the better side, especially with what Burnley were doing. You know, for a team that are top of the league, they were being very, calling for every fat, everything, very, like, not good. But, you know, when they go up and they'll just rot in the Premier League and come back down again so they can have fun doing that. Um that's that's the level of begrudging football support that I like towards towards the team who's who's having a fine season. They can go up and rot. And yeah, they can have again. a great season now, but next season they'll be rock bottom and they can you know they can they can enjoy who will be that. laughing then, you know? This- but- Anyway, I, I've been a very like back village. Like I have not, I have been quite positive about him the whole time. I've always said, you know, not his fault. Give him time. But today, part of me is like, mm, after the substitution that he made with um, Zhao, I understand taking him off. But then I also don't because I'm like, he is. There's what. 10 minutes left of the game I'm sure he could have carried on I didn't really see a valid reason for him to be taken off to replace him with Kaba is just like so I think I'm saying he's the curse like literally when he came on I was like we're conceding of course we're conceding and you know when if you watch the goal he literally ducks out of the way like you're a defender what are you doing like it was it was just written it was script worthy like it was so bad and I really think that Billish got it wrong today with the subs and I'll have to say like the last few games he's got it wrong but I do think like like we said a a draw at Burnley away is not bad but Mm. when you're winning the whole time and you lose in the last week of the game obviously it's going to feel worse but I just feel like the players kind of gave up, especially people like Saar. Saar, I don't even realise he's playing half the time. He does nothing. He literally barely makes an impact in the game. And it was like what you were saying, you know, we want to sell him for 40 mil, but realistically, with the way he's playing now, no one's going to want him. And he will end up moving to some team for 10 mil. Like it's not, it's about making profit with the players. And I realistically, we should have sold him, you know, maybe even a couple of seasons ago. 
when he was in his prime and got the money. Now I just feel like we're carrying him in this team and he's not really doing anything. Yeah, he's, he's a, he has stagnated. There is, I think there's probably little argument about that in terms of, and he has not achieved what was his potential. But the problem is, is his potential was seen in what really, genuinely, a, f- a few games where he's, where he's produced it for a few moments and the Liverpool game, which everybody goes back to remember because it was, it was just stunning to see. But his, his unwillingness to replicate it is, is very, very frustrating. I'm happy to hear if anybody disagrees with this, of course. Casey, who are you going to give your, your, your man of the match to then? Um, uh, after watch, after watching the game tonight, because and, and I want to know. Be, bearing in mind, this is your first year of university. You say you've been very busy. Have you been very busy going out on the lash, or have you been working? <laughs> well, funny enough, I've actually like not had much uni because I've loads of mark the people who I have as lecturers. They've all been striking, so it's I it's actually, been on the lash then. So I haven't really been doing <laughs> much work. <but laughs> I've just had reading week and then this week I was supposed to have lectures, but they're all striking. So it's just been, I've just been busy doing, I was, I was on holiday this weekend. So I was there and then I flew back last night. So, you know. There you was, go. So yeah. all of that, all of that for anybody who is uh, not quite sure, it's code for I've been on the lash. Fair enough. Who are you going to get out of the match to then? I'm going to say Ken Semmer. You know, he gets so much stick and I think everything he does goes so underappreciated. He created the goal, the composure to not score at the angle he was at and to cross the ball in. You know, his the amount of effort that he puts into every game is not spoken about enough. And you have someone like Saar who does nothing and will still get spoken about. And Semmer, he's, he's so committed and you just see it in every game. I just feel like he's he's great. I also love Ken because he's called Ken, and I'm from the seventies where footballers were called Dave, Colin, and Ken. They weren't <laughs> called they weren't called Ishmaeler. It's not his fault, but it's just uh, you know having a player called Ken. Excellent thing, Katie. Thank you so much indeed. Uh, do do enjoy the, uh, uh, the 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 rest of your holly bobs. Uh, let's go to John Parsloe, who's been waiting. Then we will be coming to La Big Lebowski, and we will be coming to Hampshire Hornet, and then we'll be coming to Robert. Um, and Alex, we'll get to you uh, if we can in terms of the time. John, if you hit your mic button, sir, let us know what you're thinking. Oh, hello, guys. How are you doing? We're okay. We're okay. Have you? It's been a, it's been over an hour now since the uh, since the equaliser. Have you gotten over it, or is it bitten hard? Uh, it's okay. I've just been for a very foggy dog walk, which is kind of like a, a little bit of how I feel about the performance. Good metaphor. But, yeah, but uh, no. Listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna call it as I was seeing it until the 95th and a half minute, really. So um, I've got reservations about patterns of play and just how we're gelling and we need creative midfielder. But I'm going to actually just accentuate the positives because I think, you know, um, let's do that because we've got to move this forward. So um, first big positive for me, the fans came across loud and clear, magnificent. Uh, Certainly did. Really, really good. And then... I thought what was really good because I was so worried about the first 20 minutes about the way we were set up a little bit, but we managed brilliantly to drag Burnley down to our level and we made them start to look ordinary. We've got shithousery about about us. We're toughening up. Who knew? Uh, Yeah. You know, two new centre-backs doing a good job. Uh, I know Coney's a little bit in and out, but the stuff stuff that, that, that I liked a little bit. And, you know, to a man overall, I, I think, you know, you're looking at it and going, you know, a few people have said it, effort, application, digging in guts. And if this is, you know, laying down a couple of markers towards where we've got to get to 
to sneak into the playoffs and then be tough enough to get through it, which, you know, it's a massive step up versus Middlesbrough away. And I think if I'm right, and you can look at the stats in different ways, right? But is that one defeat in six games, right? I know there's hardly any wins in that, but if we're starting to become difficult to beat mm-hmm. and then we can start to do that, it is really about get ourselves into playoffs and see what happens. So, yeah, so really frustrating. Yeah, um, I, was, I was like Louis, actually. I, I um, actually uh, went over to watching my dad and, um, you know, and it was like looking, he looked really, really good, but just hoped it wasn't going to come, but you kind of knew we just had to, do, had to do that. But it is a positive point. I actually agree with another few other people. We've got the talent. I, there was bits at me. Once we dragged it, dragged Burnley down and they were struggling, we looked like, I just went, if we really just believed in ourselves, we really just believed that we could take it to the next level, we could, we can turn over a very, very good team. But we, we're just missing, missing that bit. And the thing I really want to start seeing now, um, I want Billich to trust in the structure of the defence to go... I, I, I can keep this out and just to be a bit more progressive in midfield. And I, I'd like to see a Coney, Chowdhury and loser access in midfield to just try and get a little bit more creativity in there, keep it solid and then, and then unlock our forwards because we need to prove providing quality service. So yeah, but lot, but lots of positive. And I think we've got, to, we've got to look at that, you know, Burnley been on fire. Um, yeah. So good. Yeah. So yeah. So let's, let's, Wake up tomorrow a little bit happier, um, knowing that there will be this big bounce back against Luton by Burnley next week. So that's good news. <laughs> that's what yeah. we've got to hope. Yeah, yeah. I, don't know if, I don't know if you heard it, but we were trying. We were trying to. Well, we were doing it on the preview show, and uh, and Natalie says she's going to she's going to shout extra loud. It's the best we could get uh, against against them up the road. But uh, yeah. Let's hope they do. Let's hope they she's, do. Oh, she's excellent. Yeah, the preview show was brilliant. And uh, yeah, she's really good tonight. So uh, yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Last question, sir. And then we're going to get on to uh, to people. Who are you going to give Man of the Match tonight to? Well, because I'm watching my dad, I'll give two. One for me and one for, one for the one my dad gave. I right? like so, that. So I'm probably with... I'm going to give this one for me to super, super Mario and Gasper. But mainly because I was just... I feared for him at the start of the game. I just thought they're going to rip him to shreds down that left-hand side, over their left-hand side, our right-hand side. And really, I thought overall he did a good job and he put some intelligent balls through and he dug in. And yeah, so yeah, so for me, for me, he just stood out as somebody I was just fearful of and I thought he had a very, really good game and he's he's growing on me a lot. So okay, um, cool. this is really good. And who's your dad going for? Oh, as he calls him, um, big hair guy. <laughs> well, I did. Who, I told him could, ten times it's Chowdhury, but no. Who could just... who could that possibly be with such a difficult? Such, I mean, that's that's enigma levels of encoding. That is, yeah, uh, yeah, to get yeah, that yeah, much yeah, yeah, yeah. Big big hair guy, and uh, yeah, and I think if uh, if it was just me alone, I I, I agree. I thought m- massive. Lots of big interceptions, lots of big tackles, really dug in there. Um, uh, I just want to get this midfield access working properly. We need some creativity. I know we're moaning about the forwards and the final passes, but we've just got got to get loser in there now. We've got to go sod this now. Right, West Brom, 
let's I, I like Coney as well. I think just in the trio, I think we can get something going there. So I don't think that's a massive change in shape. That's just that's just tucking in a bit and then and then freeing up our talent up front. So uh, oh, well let's see let's see what we can do. That's what see what we can do there. Thank you very much, John. Uh let's go to the big Lebowski. Um, and then we will be coming to Robert, who's been waiting ages as well. I right. appreciate it. Thank you very so much for stopping. It's the big yeah, cheese, everybody. I've it's missed, the I've it's the fan of in. the blue cheese. I'm so, I'm so uh, sorry because yeah, I love chatting. I miss miss calling. So uh, and you've been running you've been running around the oh, world man, doing my musical job things. Is mental, but anyway, uh, and uh, I wish it, <laughs> I wish my job was more compatible with being a Watford fan, but the music industry <laughs> is not. But look, I I I would love. I love John Parslow's positivity, but, but yep. you know, he's sort of like if they could just gel a bit more. And I was just like, the Watford squad is like being at a wake and people are coming and going <laughs> and no one quite knows each other's names yet. Like, they don't fucking know. I mean, how uh, they just keep getting thrown together. All right, mate, I, I think I saw you in training on once. I, 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 did I meet you at the fine man bar mitzvah? I don't know. So, anyway... <laughs> And then, and then the other thing I thought was Katie's assessment of the game. If I, I'm not the analytical guy, right? I talk about emotions and and and, and mm-hmm. management or whatever. I'm more into the the like how this thing football works and the art of it. Yeah. And I'm not great on tactics, and you get all that analysis, okay. brilliant analysis from everyone. Katie's analysis for me was the closest to what I would say was. What the fuck are you doing bringing Cavaselli on now? So I just turned to my mate who was dying because Tottenham were losing uh, 1-0 to Milan. And I'm watching the Watford game and we both thought we were into a bad night. We we were there to support each other. And I'm really happy that we're 1-0 up. And then he brought Cavaselli on. And I was like, oh, fuck, we're going to let in a goal. Raf, we're going to let in a goal. And we, and we did. It was unbelievable. It was very... Can I just take a moment, Peter, to to to? Go on, we've got people I'm waiting, so so take your moment quickly. Go on, because it's it's enough of a framing that I'll sign off when I've done this. Basically, go on in. I sent you a message on Saturday because I couldn't call in, and the message that I sent you is almost exactly what I would have said about tonight. So I'll read it out. It's very quick. It's like reading a speech at a bar mitzvah. Go on in. Well done to the Americans, obviously. So sorry I couldn't be in. <laughs> I was travelling to a gig in the northern regions of the UK and Carl's has a point uh, about what he says about the north. Uh, now I've got new glasses. I got them this morning before I got on the road. After my eye test last week, everything looks way better except for Watford. Look, Watford are like the equivalent of a pop act that has been in the top 40 and then suddenly we get into an advert or we get a Christmas like top 10 hit off of the back of the advert. And we're constantly waiting for the number one. When will it ever come? Oprah was told that she'd never be on TV. Fred Astaire was told he couldn't act. And JK Rowling was a divorced single mother on benefits. So there is hope yet. Porteous is great. Poot is great. Pedro's amazing. At least we got a point, and the American contingent didn't suffer a loss. 
for their first live experience. <laughs> Obviously, this was Saturday, but it could still stand because they're on a massive hangover right now. Sending loads of goodness and blessings to all of you. I miss all of you. Do not scratch your eyes, community. And hopefully we'll get a win next week. There you go. There you go. So we will be asking for your five-word reviews, like, basically now four days in advance because we basically discovered that the, the big blue cheese Lebowski is Nostradamus. He gives a review of tonight on Saturday. Isn't that sad, this makes, by the way? This makes about Isn't as much sense as everything else. Of our team? <laughs> Always. Our team is a sad indictment. That's why we follow them. That's why we follow them. Well, when are you going to be uh, getting back to a game? Are you going to be there on Monday night? I'll be there on Monday night. Yeah. Is the bunker Ooh. open on a Monday night? The, well, the, it will be. It, it should be. The bunker has been open for the last couple I'm of games, gonna, and everybody was down way, there. Th- does anyone know? Oh, can I tell you my tenuous link to Watford? Because I missed it. Yep, you've got to do it really quick because everybody's waiting and it's, it's lived, a school night. Far away, very I quickly. I live five doors down from Roger Jocelyn. That's what? Now? No, I did. Now? No, in like oh. the 80s. Oh, Roger Jocelyn, everybody. And I appreciate a lot of people are looking at and with the furrow brow going, who's Roger Jocelyn? Roger Jocelyn was, was... I was friends with his son, like Adam, I think. <laughs> Roger Jocelyn had a beard when beards weren't fashionable. He was a man in the 70s in the midfield, and he got us through two promotions under Graham Taylor, the first one from, from the fourth division to the third, then the third to the second, and he was absolutely fantastic to as a player. Day, uh, one of those lower leagues. So thanks. That's brilliant. Five doors down. That wasn't bad. We had a great one from, uh, uh, from, from Kate out in Qatar where she said, I was born on or about the same time as Terry Garbutt's kid. Which was which was the level of the level of tenuous that we love here. There goes the Thank you, thank you, Brett. You take care. Lovely to see you, Robert. Sir, you've been waiting so long. Then we're going to come to Hampstead. Then we'll go to Alex. Then we'll go to Ant, and then we will look at the five word reviews. Robert, if you hit your your mic button, and that should take you off of mute, and then you can tell us what your thoughts were tonight and generally and all sorts of stuff. How you doing? Evening, all. Uh, Evening. Hope, hope we're all well. I ultimately was watching the game on my phone and I was hooked from the get-go. Um, as soon as that chance for Barnes happened, I thought we're going to be in for a long night. But yeah. as a lot of people have mentioned, the centre-back pet partnership of Hoot and Porteous, just absolutely titanic. I mean, Porteous is a Rolls-Royce defender. He is so good at just making the situation much more composed and calm than it than it then needs to be like he just reminds me of a cathcart in his early days and that is exactly what we need right now a calm head at the back but ultimately i thought in the first half we played quite well and with bernie making that mistake we don't often do that where a team makes a mistake and then we capitalize on it you know yeah. sometimes we can be really slow in our attack and I thought that was a great counter and Semmer really unselfish because, you know, the commentator mentioned it. He could have easily just gone really excited and, and, and gone for that shot and, and blasted it. But he just saw the opportunity and, and it was a really great, great pass. But ultimately, I think second half is where we have to look at ourselves and think, did we really throw the game away in, in how we set up? Now, obviously, we did take a while to make those substitutions not till around about 70 minutes when we brought on Arouge and we also brought on um, Martins. And I just worry about going forward. Are we going to be able to get the best out of Arouge? Because 
against Reading, I thought Arouge was brilliant the way he set up that goal for Saar. But mm-hmm. yeah, very good. It, when he when he came on today, I just thought Arouge was just kind of he was kind of stumbling through the game, not really getting stuck into pressing or challenges. And there is a quality player in there. If we're going to get the best out of him, then he needs to get minutes. And right now, with the way that Pedro is playing and the way that Davis offers us something in terms of his number nine hold up and linking of the play, it's, mm-hmm. it's hard to see a Rouge get get kind of a slot in there. But I believe he he deserves it when when he's got the quality that he he ha- he does possess. So I think ultimately there was just a lack of togetherness and bite in that kind of up higher up the pitch although there was plenty of it in the back four it didn't seem like there was the same kind of effort shared across the whole team towards the like kind of last five ten minutes and look ultimately a few silly fouls given away and 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 Burnley score but I think I think Cabaselli I I try to defend him often and mm-hmm. you know I think a lot of people have, have, have battered him tonight I don't think that he was the reason we conceded. I think it was just almost we we thought the game was done too early and we, we shut up shop. And I, I think taking off Pedro is more a problem than bringing on Cavaselli because when Pedro's on the pitch, there's a chance to kill off the game. There's a chance to kind of just seal the result. And I, I felt that we kind of kept, went into our shell when, when Pedro came off. So ultimately, it's a great result. Because Burnley are a fantastic team this season. Yeah. But it almost reminds me of that game we had against Burnley last season in the Premier League. It, obviously, completely different circumstances. We were much, much poorer. And Burnley were also much, much poorer. But I remember coming away from Turf Moor that evening last season thinking, feels like two points drop. And I didn't think I'd be saying this tonight, but it, I think I'm saying it again. It feels like two points dropped. And that's all credit to the performance of that defence that we, we really got stuck in. And, and I think Burnley just didn't offer much. So I feel Burnley didn't really deserve to get to get the point. But ultimately, that's what good teams at the top do. They, they get wins when they don't often have, have, the, have the performance. Yeah, they play badly, but they still take something from the game. Yeah, no, it's very, very fair indeed. Robert, great points there. Great points. Um, who do you make as, as man of the match? And while you're thinking about that, my take on it, and this is with the Cabaselli substitution, is when it gets to that, idea of we're going to bring an extra defender and especially when you take off probably the only player who was a realistic outlet ball because Aroche wasn't holding it. Saab is this disinterested uh, individual over on the side. The only outlet ball to be able to get the ball and kind of run with it and just take a little bit of pressure off for two minutes was Pedro. I appreciate he was on a yellow card and he might have had half a mind of like, you know, right, we're just going to try and you know, take this in. One of the things that you definitely don't do is make a substitution when you are basically facing a dead ball from, from, from the opposition. And when you're going into a team who are chasing the game in the last two to three minutes, you know what they're going to do? They're going to try and win set pieces. They're going to try and hoy the ball into the box. And if you suddenly throw in an additional player into that, into that position deep to try to head the ball away. What was previously, ah, this is in the right half of the penalty area, or this is to go into my man, I'm going to go and head it. Suddenly you're questioning, is it the man in the middle? Or is it me as it was? And you suddenly put doubts in. And it, for, for me, that that's that's how it sort of felt at the time. And I appreciate everybody's wise after the event, but my wife will testify I swore enough to be to be kind of like a lot of people here going, Oh no, this this feels like a this feels like a prophecy that's gonna happen. So yeah. no, I agree with you as well. I just also think something on the defense. Who are you gonna give man of the match to, sir? And then we're gonna go to Hampshire Hornet. 
yeah, no problem. I, I actually agree with what you've just said. I think bringing on Cabaselli was almost like inviting Burnley. Oh, this is our plan now. We're going to shut up shop. And that ultimately meant Burnley went for it more. So yeah. um, I think, yeah, man of the match, it's a tough one. I think it's between Porteous and Chowdhury. I think both of them were superb. I have to shout out Ken, Ken Semmer as well for his, for his really great unselfish play. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's got to be Porteous. I just think what he does so well is he stays cool under pressure and he's not afraid to get hurt. He's not afraid to put his body in the line and, and and play for the shirt. Because sometimes in previous seasons, we've seen centre-backs, unfortunately, like the likes of Will Trusakong, who, you know, on their day in the championship can be good players, but sometimes they're just a bit hesitant and they might commit a foul too late. But but Portis gets there early and he and he sorts the, the problem. So I really do like him. I think that's a, a really positive, good positive for tonight and going forward. Superb, superb. Robert, Robert, and thank you so much for waiting for so long and to everybody. Really, no really appreciate you there. there. There goes Roberto. Thank you very much indeed. Let's go to Hampshire Hornet. Hampshire, if you hit your, uh, your well, you know the deal, sir. Uh, what what was your take on tonight and everything that everybody's been saying so far? Thanks for obviously having us on. Good, good to catch up again, guys. But I think it's, um, I think tonight, let's put, first of all, if we focus tonight. So tonight mm-hmm. from personally, I think was about kind of the two things, you know, it's about the performance as much as the result. And I think as a lot of people have said, we'll probably come away from it. And the result in that kind of isolation is good, you know, but obviously in the collective recent results, it's, it's not, a, it's not great. It's another shocker, you know, in terms of wins in, in whatever amount of games it is. So, yeah, yeah. but I do think it's funny how obviously football does bring different opinions because I, I didn't feel that performance was great. I thought we battled and we showed heart. But more like a kind of, you know, the old archetypal kind of plucky League One team against a Premier League team. And I think that kind of reflected in some of the commentary as well. You know, it was like, yeah, it just felt like we were kind of backs against the wall. And, um, you know, so we defended well. And I, I, I'm, I think Porteous and Hoy have been, were great. I, honestly, they were great. It was great to, great to watch them. But we look so far out of control when, when we get the ball you know, misplaced passes or consistently taking the wrong decision on the pass, delaying it or turning into trouble. There was one where Kone, I think it was second half, did a great, he won a ball, great, great tackle, wins the ball, collects the ball and then overhits the pass. You know, everything mm, is, yeah. is is rushed. And yeah, so it's just that kind of thing. So yeah, it's a performance. I don't, I don't think it was, it was great. And it, it certainly wasn't one, an assured performance, battling performance from a team, you know, fighting for the fighting for the playoffs, so to speak. I think people have mentioned it. We don't need to kind of harp on. I mean, Saar was Saar was just anonymous. It's just a waste. It's a it's a waste having him on the pitch. <laughs> you know, he's he, he offered tonight square root of square root of nothing. And I think actually, if you go back and look at a replay of the goal that we conceded, I think he's just as culpable as Gaspar. He just stands there and um, stands there, but blocks our own players off. That might just be me on first reflection, but do obviously watch it back. And again, Davis as well is just another one that I, I swear, I swear, if somebody else says to me, he's just got to get fit. He's been trying to get fit from the start of the season. You know, it's, um, I think I said to you guys, I had knee re-surgery rebuilt back in, in, in December. And I think I've probably got more movement than, than he has. So, um, <laughs> and I'm well, well past it, but look, just one other, I mean, a couple of bits, you know, everybody cool. says, you know, super talented squad, da, 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 da. but I mean, call me a cynic, but it's been what, 18 months of watching a super talented team 
put on the shirt and not click. So I just don't think it's going to happen. I think, you know, Sean mentioned, I think it was Sean mentioned, you know, we've got, it's not a team that has the depth that is equipped correctly for what the playoffs needs. You know, it's um, we're still unbalanced. We're still relying on players coming back from injuries. And, yeah. Look at cleverly and 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 lose. I wouldn't be putting pressure on people like cleverly. Well, loser because he's coming back from a break. You know, it's it's. Mm. There's going to be mechanisms there that need to be fired up. It's there's. You know, you can't put these pressure on these people. And I think we said Espria, Kone, they're young players, kind of at the fledgling start of their career. And I think you mentioned, Peter, you know, Martins is just kind of passing through. So I don't think we're quite quite there. I think it's it's a really tricky position. That probably brings us to Billich as well. Like I've not been. Billich in or Billich out, partly because if I'm on a pretty nice view, I don't think he's any good. But simply, who who do you bring in? Like, who, who would you bring in? Because whoever it is, is inevitably probably going to just be another short-term fix. So what's the short-term fix you're trying to get them in for? Or you're trying to get somebody that can G something up for the playoffs, so you're just basically wiping off the season? Because no kind of projects in inverted commas managers is going to want to come in if the target is the playoffs and then fail, because then they're going to be tarnished with that. But with Billich... You know, I've not seen anything. I don't think we've seen anything from him that kind of shows any discernible style of play. You know, even with the injuries he's had, I'm no football kind of high level thing, but surely you'd be able to implement something identifiable that injured players could then come in come in and kind of replicate. And it's, you know, and then on top of that, you know, there's the in-game management. You know, you've spoke, you just said perfectly eloquently just about Cabaselli just now coming on, you know, those kind of decisions. So I guess the question is though with Billich, what is the point? that we we kind of say is enough it isn't working and enough is enough obviously ron is was that about four weeks ago but generally <laughs> rob was like what, that after we just yeah. beat stoke four nil <laughs> but what is yeah what is the point what is the point is it if we don't get anything out of west brom and then sheffield united and then it's that well what are then are we aiming for so it's just a bit of a flux i think as you say point in isolation tonight fine but i think we've come out of it actually probably more questions again than answers and it's just, yeah, it's just a, all fun and games being a Watford fan at the minute. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we can have performances in some areas and, you know, kind of really, really lack of performance in another. And I think that t- tonight was was a little bit of one of those. Mm. Um, f- final question, sir. And thank you. Great call as always. But yep. who are you, you going to put in for uh, for tonight's Man of the Match? Because I decided we're going to have a Man of the Match rather than no, this. Because otherwise it's down to Andy Hinchcliffe and he knows absolutely sod all. So go on and far away. <laughs> it would have been either Portis or Hoyt, I think, for me. And I think I'd probably go for Hoyt just because he kind of got over Ashley Barnes shithousery and, and gave him a little bit back. And um, yeah, I think he, he looked quite, uh, he, he had that, that I know I've done it, but I'm going to give my most innocent looking face to the ref. And he did pretty well to walk away without anything. So I would say Hoy, yeah, uh, Hoy him and, Brought very very close. Either of them did very well. I like I like also the fact that in the Hoot versus Hoyt campaign, you're in, you're very firmly in the Hoyt campaign. The, oh, the, the, oh, my the boss Hoyt. is Dutch. Hoyt. My boss is Dutch, and he he's he's firmly in the Hoyt campaign. Oh. So we'll see. We'll see. Well, there you go. There you go. Do we go? Do we go with the? Uh, do we go with the informed, or we just go go with the one that's really honest, yeah, see, I, I would see how he pronounces it on the Watford thing, and go with whatever he says himself. But uh, that, rather, than, rather than trusting any of us, that's a level of insight that's so far above <laughs> this podcast the IQ. I can tell you that much. Hampshire Hornet. There you go. Thank you very Cheers, much guys. indeed. Wonderful stuff, and thank you to everybody for for waiting and holding on for so long. Hi, this is Nigel Gibbs, and you're listening to the Do Not Scratch Your Eyes podcast. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. <laughs> at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Uh, Alex, sir, what were your thoughts on tonight, mate? Firstly, 27 has ruined my Valentine's Day, and I am literally single. Well, I don't know how that... No, I was going to say, 27 has ruined my Valentine's Day. Um, I liken the subs today to a, a game of Jenga. So, Sam and Davis come off and a couple of pieces go out. Kone takes another block out, who I actually thought was okay today. Mm-hmm. And then Zhao comes off and Cabasale punches the entire game of Jenga and it's all on the floor. <laughs> Um, I, I, I understand that I think it's a good performance today. Um, and I think that's mainly because we have been starved of performance that actually shows effort. And yeah. that's fundamentally what I expect every Watford game to have. And that's a lot of effort and heart. If you look at the stats of the game, we had one clear-cut chance. That was the goal. Yep. Peacock Farrell came on at half-time. He might as well have sat next to Mirich in the dressing room and it would have had the same effect. Um, so for me, it's not a great performance. And over the last five games, excluding Middlesbrough, that is now, in my opinion, eight points dropped that we potentially should have. And that's going to make a, a massive difference at the end of the season. I think the one only positive would be, I'm going to go with Hoet on, or, or Hoot. I don't really know which one it is, but he's a good looking bloke and he can defend. And that is the two criteria I look for in, in Watford centre-backs. So I think he's he's a shrewd, it's a shrewd bit of business, but I agree with Hampshire in the point that it wasn't it, it wasn't a great performance. I just think we've all been starved of, um, of seeing Watford play with effort for a change instead of capitulating. Um, very but good. I, you know, I, it just goes back for me to the eight points in the last four games, and Burnley would have got eight points from the out that we've dropped, uh, and probably Sheffield United would have. Yeah, that, I, yeah. Every time I look at Zhao, I, I think. One thing as well, I think the three worked quite well in midfield and I don't think Curley actually played that badly, to be honest with you. I think it, it helps that they were in a three and I think that helped him. But yeah, I, 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 I personally, maybe I'm being really boring and, and negative, but it wasn't, you know, everyone's coming on here saying a defender was their man of the match or the keeper was the man of the match. And I think that shows that we played poorly going forward when... I try to think you said it. I think it was. I don't think it was Mourinho saying De Gea was playing the season for Man United, and it was, yeah. if that happens and, and those people are getting the plaudits, you've not had a great season. No, um, it's it's a fair comment, but I think I think you summed it up well, which is the fact that there was there was a good performance in an area where we have for not just one or two seasons, but for about four or five or six seasons now, have said 
that needs reinforcement. I mean, even even when we had Britos and we had Proedel, who were individually kind of reasonable you know, defenders, we knew that they had a shelf life and would be moving on and we needed somebody to come in. So I think it's reasonable to say in those areas, though those players have done well, but I agree with you wholeheartedly going forwards. Everything looked impromptu. And what impressed me about Burnley was the fact that they looked drilled. The ball came in and there was runs off the ball. There was purpose. They, if, if they drove inside, the fullback would be sprinting on the outside. They would look and try and try and keep the ball. Now, we frustrated that, um, or we frustrated a lot of that, but I don't see that from us. I don't see that fluidity. I don't see the sort of muscle there's, memory that comes from the training ground onto yeah. the pitch. Go on, Alex. Sorry, there's, mate. There's, there's no coordination. I mean, I, I, I feel really sorry for, for that, uh, Arugio, because he's not, they were lumping the balls up to him. I mean, what, what do we expect is going to happen? He's not going to aerial challenge. So it would have been really great, and I don't know if Carlos is still listening, Bayer would have been half decent at trying to actually try and retain the ball. I don't understand why he was brought on if all they were going to do is just hoof the ball up to him. Mm. And uh, like I say, it was just sort of, they're just running aimlessly down. The, I just thought Martin's just aimlessly running and Sar was just aimlessly running and there was no coordination whatsoever. I mean, I know they've all been brought in, Martins and Arugia, but they just don't look like they can link up at all. And uh, one shot on target. I mean... Yeah, no, no, no. I, I You're absolutely right. Top of the league. That's, that's not... I don't know how you should care. That's not good enough. From from a team that on Skycom, as you said, they said, oh, the, the times of Watford could be argued better than Burnley to produce one shot on target. That's, I, I think that's having good, good I think I think the whole problem this season has been we've had good individuals, we have not had a good team. For me, Burnley looked like a good team. There's a reason why, you know, and we'll, we'll always have a go at Ashley Barnes because, I mean, let's face it, we did it when he was at Brighton because he was a wind-up merchant beyond belief. But that's what he does. He knows his role and he does it and he plays it very, very well. And uh, uh, so you can see that they know what they're going to do. You can see that they know their particular parts. You can see that they know how this links to this, you know, the thigh bones connected to the knee bone. We seem dislocated all of the time. Yeah. Uh, when we when we come out with the ball, the ball breaks down. Now, I think I, I think in fairness, they are top of the league and they are they they are on the front foot and they were they were trying to push for something. And I think we can look at it today in a way that we can't look at the Blackburn game because Blackburn were on a sorry bloody run. These guys were on ten straight wins and the confidence that that breeds the uh, the confidence that you know you can see from them that company is drilled into this team is really quite something. The last thing about Burn is also lots of people have said you could it's going to take a long time it's going to take many transfer windows to adjust to to, to everything for Watford Burnley did it in the yeah, first uh, transfer window they did it in one they had 16 in and about 17 out and they yeah. and they changed um, it and he's and he's brought them together and, uh, and just one one final thing as well on on Keen Davis and etc. I think trying to unlock some of the attacking prowess specifically have. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Greg's made a comment on it, but I said this on Saturday. He, he I think at Forest last year, did he play alongside Sam Surridge in a two? For me, it's obvious he needs to play alongside somebody. I, I would put I, him. I I, I've asked for several weeks about: Do we swap to a two? Do we go to three at the back to have five in the middle and play two up front and give you know Arush somebody to hold the ball up and give Davis a focal point to to be able to play somebody in? Yeah. I, I, I'm not saying it's the answer. That's down to the manager and the incumbent. But they they do look. We look less than the sum of our parts going forward. When you think about it, we have got 
Pedro, we have got Sema, we have got Saar, who should be good. We've got Davis, we've got a rush. If we can't get a tune out of those five in a combination going forward, you've got to try something else to make sure that we can do. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Alex, we've got to move on, mate, because we've got a couple of people left to just quickly get into. A quick, quick last one. Who's your man of the match and how are you pronouncing his name? Oh, well, I'm going to have to go with Wesley Hurt because he, he, he just looks lovely. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, fair play to him. Yeah, fair play to him. But like I say, if a centre-back is my man of the match, it's not gone well. We are an, we are an equal opportunities um, kind of, you know, admirer of beauty, Mr. and Mrs. Hoot. Fine-looking pair, that's what I'm going to say. And, sir, if you want to hit your mic button down the bottom left of the screen and you can finally come on and talk to us. Sorry about keeping you waiting there so long. And how are you doing? I'm good, mate. You all right? I'm fine. So sorry it's taken so long to get to you, mate. I really am. But uh, what were you, what were your thoughts tonight or this season or, or what would you like to add into the well, mix? Well, to be fair, I'm, I'm pissed about the result. I'm not going to lie. I'm fucking well pissed off. Typical uh-huh. Watford. Last-minute goal. All the time. T- if you said to me before the game, oh, you have a point, I'd, take, I'd have took it. Yeah. But, but in the 94th minute, you probably wouldn't. Yeah. Pricks. Absolutely fucking pricks. But typical Watford, uh, you know, you know how it goes. Uh, but I'm impressed with, this, with the, with the uh, centre-backs, Hoyt, or Hoyt, uh-huh. or whatever you fucking, how uh, you pronounce that. <laughs> yeah. Hoyt, I was impressed. I th- and, and I think that's what you need to go and especially against Luton in a couple of months' time. You mm-hmm. need them kind of chaps that are leaders. They've got a bit of fight in them. Who else in our team's got fight in them? Who else? Tonight, uh, I won't necessarily say it's fight, but running, Chowdhury didn't stop running, didn't stop covering ground, didn't stop putting a foot in um, for, for me. And you've always got Yao Pedro. They're good. Um, They're good, do, do, yeah. But, like, if someone's like, you know, like when we played Luton last time, Deanie went up and bullied someone else who bullied one of the Watford lads. I can't remember. I don't know who it was. Was it Pedro or Spreader or something? I don't know. Deanie went up uh-huh. and I barged you in the back. Do you remember? Who was that? Uh, what, against... Uh, what, when he came on against Luton? Yeah, who, who, who you mean? He was getting bullied and Deanie walked up and was like, nah... <sighs> Oh, crikey. Yes, yes. No, I know. They literally brought him on for the last knockings. I think it might have been Yao Pedro because he was still Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now they barged him, Davies walled up, like, nah. Like, I think Portius and Hap, like, Horse House or whatever, whatever you want to call him. Yeah. Like, Hoyt or whatever. I think, like, them two, they've got a bit of fight in them. That's what you need. Yeah, I think them two yeah. tonight done brilliantly. Um, and I, I did like Porteous for like he actually said I, I don't know if Biddick said something I don't know he didn't see it on camera because I was watching telly but Porteous went swap do you know what I mean when it, when it was getting rowdy in the box and it was everything and everyone was getting cards and that it looked to me yeah. from what I saw Porteous would have went no swap and they swapped and they went what was that, it, that but I don't know how that guy didn't even fucking any more cards to be fucking fair he, he, he had to throw out five red cards fucking in the first half um, what was that what's his name yeah, Ash, Ashley Barnes. Barnes. Yeah, Barnes. He, he did. Because they, they, they were having a little ruck, weren't they, yeah. for a couple of, couple of moments. And, but, but from what I saw on TV, Portis went up and was like, he said something, and they swapped over. Do you know what I mean? That sorted it out. He took he took charge yeah, of it, didn't he? Did, he? Yeah, he did. no, he, Whether we go up or down, I think he's going to be like, as long as he stays with us, I think Pedro's off, side's off, if you don't go up. But I think if we, if we stay in Champo, he'd be the captain. I think he'd be the fucking captain. I, I, I think I think we're agreeing with you. He took the control in that situation. He was like, "Look, swap, take charge." He was, he was, he was yeah. getting out of control. 
Someone was going to get a red good. card. Maybe it was us all then. Someone was going to get a red card in that, wasn't they? <laughs> well, it looked, it looked that way at one stage. It really did. Um, you know, some people have said actually, you know, they thought that the the referee had a good game because it wasn't it wasn't an easy game to ref. It was um, for, for sure. Because, but, but it was um, they from a defensive point of view up until that last minute, it was it was a great performance. It was a great away performance. But you're defined by keeping that clean sheet all the way through. Who do you put it down to at the end of it? Because some people have said about, and I haven't had a chance to to watch much replay because I've come on and kind of done this after after having a bit of a huff, obviously, after the last minute and then come up here and take a look at it. Some people have mentioned Gaspar was culpable. Some people have said Saar was involved there. Some people, obviously, Cabaselli missing the first uh, option, the header. Or do you put it down to, uh, or do you put it down to the manager for for, for making that change and bringing, uh, bringing Pedro off and bringing Cabaselli off? Where, where, where do you think... Uh, you would be looking if uh, if it was down to you. Now, for the actual goal, I've been yeah. hit, so you know I can't really comment on that. Fair you know, enough. Plus decision, but I wouldn't have bought on Cabaselli. When he did end the season, mate, he's, he's got to go. He's got to go. Shit. Right. Right. There you go. This really is shit. Like the last few seasons, like who, who have we had? I mean, Cathcart is old. Fair enough. He's probably going to retire in the season. You're cleverly out of contract. Fucking, um, oh shit, Goslin out of contract. Boom. They're gone. I mean, they, they've got leadership. All them three have got leadership. Mm-hmm. But the, the only thing our team lacks now is leadership. Pedro is learning. And I think he's, he, he, he's, he's taking that role, but he's not like a leader. Do you know what I mean? He's like, it's not between. a natural, is he? Yeah, no. No, no, no. Do you know what I mean? But I think Porteous, I think he's, he, I think he will be our captain. Whether and we are or down, he's the man. You want him in charge. And great first call. Thank you. I don't think you've called in before. If you have, I couldn't remember it, but that was a great call, sir. Last question Once before, then. Justin, oh. because I was pissed. Oh, oh well, just, 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 Justin didn't or did? I imagine he did like you no, very he did, much he if you're pissed. He goes, oh, I can. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I imagine yeah. so. Yeah, that'd be his one. <laughs> uh, that's, that's the same Justin, definitely. Who are you going to give Man of the Match tonight? Porteous. Porteous. There you go. Porteous no, no, no for... questions asked. He took that situation. I don't know what I'm saying. I don't know if Biddy said done something. But from what I saw, he was like, you know, after all that handbag shit, in the box <laughs> fucking for ages. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I could have fucking done better with fucking dildos in my hand, to be honest. But um, after all that <laughs> shit, he, uh, he looked like he said, like, swap. Simple. There you go. There you Simple. go. He Both t- next to each other. Just swap. There you go. You he, took, he took charge of the situation he- and he did it without a dildo, which I think we're all quite pleased about personally. I don't know about everybody else. There goes and And thank you very much indeed. Great call. We're going to have a last call here. To, let's go. Let's go to uh, to, to Sean. Uh, let me add you in, Sean, who is, I believe, a Burnley fan. Now, Burnley, obviously, ten games uh, straight wins until tonight. If you hit your mic button at the bottom uh, left, there, Sean. Um, but obviously, they stay unbeaten at home with that with that last goal at the end. Sean, were you, were you at uh, were you at Turf? I was at Turf tonight. Yeah. Oh right, how, how was the how was the atmosphere at the end, uh, and and how do you what did you think of Watford? Because you've basically been putting an awful lot of teams to the sword. We managed to scurry away with a point there, but we could have had all three, but for a but for a late knockings from there. Were you pleased with the outcome in the end, or yeah. what were your thoughts? Yeah, I think I think I think the game it, it was probably a, f- a fair a fair result in the end. Um, 
I don't think you offered much, personally. Uh, not going forward, definitely not. No, um, I thought you were pretty solid at the back. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, the scenes at the end for us, um, it's always nice when people come to the turf and give us abuse for being top of the league. Um, but to grab a point last minute, it's, it, fe- it felt like a win, I think, for more, most of us. What happened with the with the keeper? Do you know was was there an injury or was that was that uh, somebody in your dressing room being kind of like you know sparing the guys uh, blushes? I, I think I think so. I mean, going from Saturday, he had a he had an absolute worldie. I mean, he were playing pretty much CDM on Saturday. Um, yeah, yeah, we were hearing about this on the preview show. And, I was saying he was in, he was in front of the centre backs. He, he really was, yeah. Um, and tonight he's, he's passing with us off from the beginning, and he was scratching his end in the first half. And I, I said to my brother, who sits next to me, I said, "I said something doesn't seem right with him." And then when he got pulled, I, I wasn't surprised at all, to be honest. Oh well, there you go. There you go. From, we we've been asking about our man of the match. But we haven't asked about your man of the match because obviously, you when you're watching it, you're watching what your team is doing yeah. against the opposition. Well, that that, and obviously, we're complaining about Ashley Barnes because everybody does. Obviously, needless to say, who would you say was your standout player of the game? For, for me, the guy, the guy who we give it to, it was Ekdal. Um, he just looks, he just looks like a, a Rolls Royce. I feel like he he reads the game well. He's not the fastest of players, but I think I think he's um, I think he's a top walker. And I think he's a good addition to the squad. Who's filled in? Who good for uh, Howard Bellis? Yeah, I was going to say because that's the lad from City who who got injured. And um, when we were talking to uh, when we were talking to Natalie, and we were also talking to Turfcast as well, and they were saying. You know, he, he went out, but now we've got this lad Ekdal in and we're wondering when the other guy can come in. Who's the person in charge of uh, of your recruitment or is this all down to company? I, th- I think company company does a lot of scouting. I think him and Bellamy um, were seen watching Lyle Foster before we signed him. So I think a lot of it does come down to him. And, you know, I think if you look at our signings this season, could could you tell me any of them before we signed him, really? Um, no, uh, uh, no. The the only one was probably Nathan Teller, um, yeah. only because we'd we'd seen him in um, kind of pre season on on a, on a, on a or, or uh, last season on a couple of times uh, as well. But uh, no, 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 not really. And uh, and and fair play. Final question, sir, because obviously yeah. it's it, it, it's late and it's it school night. And everybody needs to go to bed. Um, <laughs> it, it's going to be. Let's face it, and I appreciate you won't say it, but you're going up. You're going up, and you're going up with good time to plan and to 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 make things. Uh, you know, to to try and have a go. Where do you need to strengthen? And what do you what what position do you think you could you could aspire to? Not we'll get, but what do you think you could aspire to in the Premiership? I think realistically. Um, for me personally, I think our keeper wouldn't be good enough for the Premier League. Um, I think obviously we we put teams to the sword, like you said earlier, um, and I think he doesn't have to do quite a lot in terms of defending his goal. And when he has, um, he's been quite soft. So I feel like that's a, a major one. Uh-huh. Um, midfield, I think we need a, 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 an attacking midfielder who's going to break the lines and you know play that killer pass. Um, even though Goodmanson's been pretty good this season I think we need someone just behind um, a fast pacey striker I think um, hence why I think we've gone for Lyle Foster and Obafemi um, just to get that Premier League quality because um, Ashley Barnes for me is is uh, done um, he's alright to have a round but he's, he's not good enough for the Premier League and it's simple as that 
Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, Sean, look, thank you for coming on. Well done for your for keeping your unbeaten run at home. Um, uh, well, we would say sorry to have ended your uh, your, your, <laughs> your your championship run, but obviously we yeah. can't, you know. But but one thing we will absolutely say is that absolutely the best of British luck for going and uh, going and taking out any frustrations on Luton at the weekend. That's yeah. uh, that's something we we don't play till Monday, so we're all going to be Burnley fans at the weekend. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah. so good good luck against them, mate. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, thank you so much for calling in look cheers for having us wonderful wonderful stuff look at that look at that last call it was a Burnley fan we do things differently here don't we right five word reviews and uh, if guys if you want to go off don't worry we'll be chunking this into a podcast so you can listen to it at a reasonable time but in the meantime Nicholas Smith said on the five word reviews and I like this because Nick Nick We'll often look at things and go, no, that wasn't good. He said, absolutely gutted, but very proud. So I know, appreciate that people will look at the performance and take different things away. But Nick there, pride seems to be the most thing there. Paul Fiander Turner said, that last minute was pony. Carl Campion said, wow, Watford played with aggression. And then he goes on and says, yellow cards and left backs. Mikey Abraham says, proper, solid, hardworking display. James, generally ball, says, Cabaselli, lead preserver, strikes again. <laughs> well done, James. Yeah, we've, we've kind of discussed that. Matty Rance says, uh, good point on to Monday. Mikey Abrahams comes back and said, would have taken a point. Uh, PB Barnsley 007 says, calamity, Cabaselli at it again. Alan Lathwell, we heard from him earlier on. He said, this performance every week, please. I think I think we we all know what we mean in terms of the performance, defensive stubbornness, solidity, and and work rate all over the park. No reason why that shouldn't be a bare minimum. Dan Harvey, uh, uh, <laughs> I should have said this to our last caller. They said Ashley Barnes, you absolute weapon. I like that very much. Carl Campion, Dirty Barnes is no John. Oh, I see. You see what he's done? He's played there. That's good. Louis Tashiro, I Louis. I imagine he's on the way back because he says I am a wreck emotionally. Laura Good has said. Uh, uh, first Burnley trip ends badly. It does, but we'd have taken it. We'd have taken it. It's not all bad. Let's keep. Let's keep. Uh, let's let, let's look upward at least. Brian Edwards says Sky commentators really love Burnley. Uh, especially, I have. To, I do have to say, especially Andy Hinchcliffe, who is who is basically like. Oh Christ! He's like Munch's scream made turned into a human. As far as I'm concerned, carbs. Uh, Andrew Carberry says uh, five games without a win. Mm, yeah, that's true. We did hear earlier on in terms of obviously uh, a lot of draws in that. Brian Edwards said four points against league leaders. He then said away support, loud and proud. If you are journeying back from Turf Moor, give yourselves a pat on the back because you absolutely were. And there's sometimes when I thought it'd been, and somebody said no, you were, you really were. Uh, it was it was a very very good showing on a game on a Tuesday night. Burnley is not easy to get to on a game that's on Sky on a Tuesday night. Guys above and beyond. Well done, well done indeed. Hampshire Hornet we heard there previously said Saar shouldn't uh, shouldn't stand still. Brian Edwards came back with uh, three on the spin here. Dirty cheating. <laughs> what the fucking thug says Brian. <laughs> not much not much grey area in that one, Brian. You know, tell us what you're thinking. Uh, best centre backs in the league. He says handball for their goal. Hmm? He says, I don't know about that. Backman can't kick, but saves. Yeah, his kicking was a little bit problematic there. Uh, Catherine Jones says, absolute shithousery of a match. Catherine, well done. A good, appropriate use of the word shithousery, because that absolutely was it all over there. Alan WFC, uh, Harrod Allen says, uh, so close, yet so far. So right. Brian Edwards is back. More profanity, I hope. That's what I'm hoping for. Uh, oh, Christ, Cabaselli coming on. 
Where's my squad number, Pete? Brian, have you requested a squad number? Have I missed a squad number for Brian? Anybody, guys, if you want to get a squad number on the uh, do not scratch your eyes.com website, you'll see the DNSYE squad. And uh, go there, pick a number, let me know. Let me know. Just send a note through on the contents of it. Let me know what you want your squad number to be. Let me know what you want your squad name to be. And give us a little bit of uh, notes to put in there. And Brian, if I've, if I've missed that out, I do apologize. Andy Hammond, a uh, good point away from home. Malk on Hellhole Island says Backman could have punched that. Backman did a lot of punching today. We, we've accused him of not dealing with his area, and I think that's probably suitable again, but he did come and punch a few. Uh, Louis Tashira says, Justin, I told you 1-1. One, one. I predicted 1-1. One, I picked 1-1. One, one. Terry Wilkins, Pedro, a far better defender what, than Cabaselli. Yes, Terry, you're not wrong, mate. Ryan Cripps, we heard him on. Gutted again. Really deserved victory. Ian Bacon said, Backman's kicking needs some work. Yeah, he was getting good distance on it, but Pointlessly so. Uh, Harry Clark, hello, Harry, says, uh, hard work undone by subs. Uh, Gary, we know Justin's next prediction. <laughs> yeah, it's a 1-1, one, one, definitely. Uh, Gary, uh, again, also said uh, Burnley's dirtiest team this season. Yeah, yeah, no, I see what you mean. I see what you mean there. That's reasonable. Uh, John Smith said, uh, deserved a point. Great fighting performance. Excellent spirit. Well done, John. Well done, John, for ignoring my ridiculous five-word rule like that. I like anybody who comes on and goes, oh, bugger that. I'm going to do what I want to do. Natasha Wright, the queen of the five-word reviews, says squandered three points. Unbelievable waste. Ella Rose says we are absolute Bottle jobs, useless. Well done, Ella. I like that very, very much indeed. Brian uh, Edwards is back. How many five-word reviews does Brian Edwards do? I, I should count those up and make that his squad number. Uh, why persist with Lazy Sari? Asked Jason Rose, who's also writing us some excellent uh, uh, blogs, which will be uh, probably up in the next day or so. Says, good sides, find a way. Yeah, that's true. Match warm Watford shirts. Hi there. Says, feels like a defeat. Gutted. Silgerman says, Nigerian curse strikes again. Fantastic game, though. It was a bit of a shithousery game, though, wasn't it? As Caroline said earlier on. John Parslow, good point when fogginess settles. I think that's more about his dog walk than anything else. Casper Campion says, commentator can't say Kamara's name. What was he saying? Was he saying, oh, God knows. Um, Kona says, uh, always bloody Burnley shithouse FC. <laughs> Peter Ryan, yet to turn the corner. Uh, it was close, though, wasn't it? It was close. Roy Cripps says, terrible luck, but feels much better. Willie Eckers, like, hello, Ken, says, gotta blame Billich this time. Okay, that's being put down at the, the door there. John Parslow says, did the Nigerians curse Cabba? No, he's Belgian. I don't think he's got anything to do with the Nigerian curse. The whole club, maybe. Thomas Johnson. Tom, I, I, Thomas, I saw you were trying to get in earlier on, but we've had so many callers, and so thank you so much. We didn't get you there. Do give us a shout on Monday night, mate, if you would. He said, fuck's sake, long coach home. Oh, mate, if you've been making, if you made the journey, well done, well done indeed. Simon Watford FC says, fucking gutted. Jason Brewer, Slav and Billich, time to go. Cohen says, Kamara collecting yellows like Pokemon. <laughs> Oh, Gary, that's a good one. He's just put bollocks and then put in brackets times five. That's an economy of effort that I've come to admire from you, Gary. Well done. Uh, Edward Hayter said I could cry. MRN474, hey there. Uh, that was a sucker punch. It certainly was. Uh, Dan Finnell, hello, Dan. We haven't heard from you uh, in a little while. I hope everything's going well at Pemmel. Nobody on the back post, he says. Nobody on the back post. Uh, James Roos says lastminuteleakage.com. Yes, yes, there's a there's a comment to be made there, but we won't. Uh, Jane Kearney said scrappy, but we don't lose. Cohn also said reminded me of Bournemouth home in 2020. How dirty a Burnley asked Jason from Finland. Well done. Uh, Joey Cardaman says, uh, 
you must delay these posts. Oh, really? Was this another pre-scheduled tweet that uh, that Justin's got wrong? Oh, good. Don't worry, Joey. I shall reprimand him upon the morrow. Uh, he's probably having uh, having his beauty sleep because, boy, does he need it. He'll be listening to this. Uh, the usual last-minute drama, says Golden Girl. Simon Parkin says, Hamza Chowdhury, defensive midfield masterclass. He got everywhere, didn't he? Uh, Dunny says, we, fo- we found some bollocks tonight. Uh, I really hope you're referring to the to the performance and not, you know, if you've gone out for a late night walk and found something on this, on the stairs, uh, Nick, Nick Newland. Hello, Nick, all the way in New Zealand. There says more manga signings, please. Yeah, absolutely. If Porteous and, uh, and hoot or hoot or hurt or anything to go by. Definitely. Uh, what for fan? Yasser Espria says English football returns. It's time to go. Says when does the season end? It feels like only recently we were saying that ourselves. Austin Boomer, two centre backs, not three. Mm, yeah hk the goat where has this watford been champions quickly how many uh, your messages have gone on for a fan, fantastic effort guys uh well champion yt uh championship world yt sorry says not saying until full time oh these are all the earlier ones who were going hang on there's still two minutes to go this season keeps giving gutted hoot and Porteous looked good. Barnes is a big cheat, said Skylar Rose. Hemel Albion Reserve said, I'd have, take, I'd have taken it at 8pm. Loser left the back post. Oh, we've got Loser being uh, being potentially included in this lot as well. Who knows? Softail says, well, <laughs> better than getting beat. Uh, Gary Marchin said, Sar, one half only performance. Martin, <laughs> Martin can't hurry Tonkin. That's a great name, a good point. And Yao Pedro. King DB61 says, mate, I'm going to have a breakdown. Can't blame him. Can't blame him either way. So long forms and then we're done. So five minutes to go here, I reckon. Um, Arosh would like uh, would look great in a two with Davis holding the ball up, says Wendover Horn. He also says cleverly felt a pop in his thigh. So it's not his ankle injury, as, as we talked about earlier on something. Um Wendover Horn also goes on to say, hang your head in shame, Gino. We don't need a centre midfield as we've got 33-year-old Clevs coming back from a long-term injury. And hey, presto, what happens? Yes. What happens with old players coming back? Something else happens and goes pop in his thigh. Paul Fiander Turner says, just couldn't hold on long enough. But that's enough about how I ended up with three children. (laughs) Well done, Paul. like that very much. Um, John Parslow says, big cheese. I wasn't that positive. Oh, he's talking to Brett, uh, Brett, the big cheese, Lebowski. I wasn't that positive on the chat, but I step back and look at the bigger picture when the fog settles. I reckon that John Parslow is pretty fog obsessed this evening, to be quite frank. I'm looking out the window. Hold on. Yeah, no fog. What's he talking about? Carl Campion says, that sums up our season. Four points from Burnley, one point from Rotherham. Draws are killing our playoff hopes. Too many teams around us have games in hand. Bearded players were great. Needed some up front. We have creative forwards who are uncreative. First of all, Carl is is obsessed with uh, with bearded players. That's not the normal Carl. That's Carl Campion with a guy. Um, Adam Barton says, Porteous, excellent for 94 minutes, but at fault for the goal, but not the only one. So somebody's looking at Porteous for that one. Interesting. Andrew Argent, Gaspar at fault for the goal, not marking the lad that headed back towards goal. That's the lad at the back post, I'm presuming. So uh, interesting. Alan Lathwell, who came on earlier on, great stuff. He said, result, I turned this down to listen to Billich and miss the transatlantic doommonger. I think he may be speaking of our own Uncle Ron, who uh, who, who is, is often of these parts and comes on and says what he says. But the good thing about this thing, if, if this place, if there is a good thing at all, is that everybody gets to come on and say whatever they say. If you think that Ron is being too 
you know, negative about something or he's saying something that you disagree with, come on and just say, I disagree with it. This is what I think. Counterbalance it that way. Always nice to know. Mal, hello, Mal, said, stopped Burnley getting the record. Yes, we did. That's something in itself. Uh, Natasha Wright says, a point gained at Burnley is a positive, although it feels harsh when we had our fingertips on a six-pointer. We would have made the double there, wouldn't we? Hut, Porteous, Hamza putting outstanding shifts, and Pedro rose to the captaincy once more. Mr. Spreer's pace next time, maybe. Uh, Malk from Hellhole Island earlier from earlier on says, have another look at the goal. There is a big gap for Backman to come and punch, but he steps back onto the line. Always feels like defence is trying to protect him and very frustrating. Yeah, we said he doesn't tend to dominate his uh, his box. And uh, somebody did say earlier on that he, he could have punched. So uh, I'll, I'll look forward to going and, uh, and, and reviewing that. Uh, Gary's back again. We'll be very lucky to get 12 to 15 million for Sarah in the summer, Says somebody says. Brian Edwards says, I'm watching Love Island. Don't judge. I don't <laughs> Thanks, Brian. Brian gets, I don't know if you've noticed, but Brian gets more and more surreal the later it gets. I'm just saying. Uh, Kevin Burnett said uh, positive with Hoot. Porteous and Pedro, some shithousery of our own. We've been too nice until now. Oh, good stuff. Hannah Louise. Hey, Hannah, says uh, I'll share Danny's post on the Hornet's Nest. Uh, oh, excellent. On the Hornet's Nest Facebook page. If you didn't hear Danny earlier on, he is going to be doing long walks for to try and raise some money. He's got a, a, a Just Giving page. We will be retweeting that link um, over, over the next few days and over the next few weeks, basically, to to, to basically do that and see if we can't help him out in terms of in terms of doing that. If you cannot give anything, if you can retweet it, it just gets it out to more people. It'd be really, really useful. So thank you very much indeed for that, Hannah, and anybody else who can do. Andrew Argent says, can't blame Billich for the subs. He has taken off the lads that have come back from injury. Um there now there is a there is a very good point. He's taken Kone off. Did Kone come back from injury? Uh, but he certainly, certainly Pedro. And I, th- I think Pedro was precautionary, possibly because of exactly what you're saying there, Andrew, but also because of the yellow card as well. But um, it's it's more the kind of the change of shape thing in that last minute. Do you hold on? Who knows? We may have conceded anyway. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? So Louis Tashira says, gutted for everyone tonight. Players were excellent, committed, fought, gave everything the whole night. So close to getting what they deserved. Um, to us fans who travelled, brilliant noise all night. Incredibly disappointing, but one of the best performances all year. On to the next. Well done. Well done. And Andrew's back saying, Kamara, man of the match, you're fucking joking. <laughs> well, well said, Andrew. I like that very much indeed. Went over horn said, just seen the goal again. Oh, what's he saying? And I'm changing my Man of the Match nomination from Gaspar, who was great until then, to Porteous. Oh, hello. Sounding like that one. Uh, And who we heard at the end said, drunk, send help, add me. (laughs) That was 56 minutes ago. Ant has got, you know, he may may have been having a drink this evening, but he's got stamina. That was 56 minutes he was waiting, and he even knew he was drunk at the time. Well done, Ant. I enjoyed it nonetheless. Uh, Nope says, uh, shouldn't have made the sub full stop. Uh, George Tomlin said, is it just me or does Saar offer Nexa FA? Maybe he has one run at a defender a game, looks to close game down when the when has the chance to take a player on and then plays backwards nine times out of ten. Also very in lazy. Yeah, well, George, I, I I could try and agree with you more, but that would involve me shouting and it's quite late, so I won't do, but I agree with you completely. Uh Bankers says long time lurker. Well done, well done, Bankers, long time lurker, everybody. From Australia, watch every match at ridiculous times. Finally, an early morning match to tune into live on the space. Oh, this is great stuff. I love this very much. Bankers, thank you so much for listening in uh, at any point. Don't forget you can also pick it up on the uh, on the podcast as well, uh, if it's really just too bleeding. 
reading late. Um, Zizou says, Dean, raise your voice, please. Oh, that was Dean from um, on from earlier on from Sydney, but he wasn't. He was in Yorkshire. Uh, Vinny came back and said, oh, he's added it in. I like this because we didn't ask Vinny who is man of the match. He's gone for Hoot or Hoot or Hood. Um, Alistair BFC said, uh, Watford are washed. Oh, I see. That's a Burnley fan trying to be uh, trying to be clever. Okay, fine. That's fair enough. Go for it. No problems. We'll get over that one day. Uh, Gaspar is our worst player in the 11, says Ryan McGreary. Okay. The Big Lebowski said, had to switch off to catch up with the misses and can't believe you're still going. This is a marathon session. Fair play, DNSYE crew. Great work. Crew, crew. I see no Carl. I see no Justin. Yeah, this is just me just talking into the into the void, mate. Uh, Deanie McDean says, uh, uh, can't tell this lad wasn't there. Can tell this lad wasn't there. I don't know which person we're talking to about that one. Shane Cooper says, uh, John, man of the match, your dad is right. You are wrong. Shane, there you go in the Parslow household. Shane has judged and you are wrong. Um, excellent stuff. Jacob said, uh, don't be stupid. Beats Burnley 4-0. We pattern you differently on majority of days. We had an off day and still dominated. Oh, I see. That's that's, that's from uh, from Jacob, who's a Burnley fan. But at least he's making some points rather than just being a dick. So well done, Jacob. I appreciate that. Yeah, we we've said we thought you were. Um, you, we think you are there on merit. There's no doubt about that. But we did come and frustrate you. And from our point of view, um, this season that merits something. So uh, so there we go. Anyway. So that brings us to an end, really. Um, if, you're, if you're still with us, thank you so much. If you're not, it's fully understandable. But um, yes, an interesting game. Games decided by moments, as anything will be with a one-all scoreline. Yes, it's frustrating when you get to the 94th minute and you think you're going to have that perfect away day performance where it's a smash and grab. It wouldn't have been anything but. But there were things for us to pick up on that. Um, it feels, and I think in the morning, it'll feel like a much better 1-1 than the one against Blackburn will. So there we go. There we go. Anyway, we will be back. We'll be doing a preview show with West Brom, which we're going to be recording on Thursday night. Uh, so that will be out over the weekend. Obviously, we look forward to uh, to seeing everybody on uh, on Monday at home to West Brom, and we will pick it up from there. But thank you so much for all of the contributions. So thank you so much for all of the calls. Had so many callers in tonight. Um, and thank you all for the contributions and for the most of all, for the listening and the lurking, wherever you are, if you're in Australia, you're in England, you're in America, you're in, who knows, Belgium, like Christian Cabaselli maybe soon. Um, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you soon. Come on, you on, Zah! It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.